You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. He good, though. Like, every throw, he can make it. Yo, he last used to hit us in the pocket. Like, no looks, everything, everything. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So he got he got it all in his game. It's just whatever he want to do, he could do. I think it's going to be a pretty good year. I think people don't really know what he's capable of doing, and they'll see Broadcasting it. live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. NFL running back. What are you doing here? I only do shows with people who play in the NFL now. That's not my new rule going forward, Matt Hamilton. Ah, oh, man. I mean, I am grossly underpaid, so maybe I am an NFL running back. <laughs> nice. This is Religion Hamilton, uh, presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. How you doing, Matt Hamilton? Are you uh, all, all stretched out, ready for the... Uh, Last two hours of your day. This is like your entire week's worth of work today. I'm starting to think that I should be a five hour a day guy because I just got the three bad hours out of my system. We're in for two really great hours of sports radio. Are we? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm all warmed up. We're ready to go. I got I got hot takes. I got cool takes. I got tepid takes. You are just excited because... Ryan Wollersheim's running the Ryan ones and twos. Ryan is here. Yes, but I am. You, you were with Jason Wooler today. How'd that go? It was nice. Uh, it was definitely a different vibe. That might have been me. might have been me in the morning and just not being as much of a morning person. But it was a good show. We got into uh, some good discussion about the Packers. Optimistic discussion about the Packers. Yeah. I mean, is there any other way to be a Packer fan than to be an optimistic one? Felt like Green Bay to me. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone's on their own on that one. I mean, I I don't operate like that as a fan. But people can operate how they want. I right. like to be realistic. That's fair. I like to see the worst case scenario, and I like to see the best case scenario. And then I'll kind of shoot the middle. In fact, i was been watching the show Quarterback on Netflix. And I don't mean this as a negative because I think he gets kind of a bad rap. But I just get strong Jordan Love vibes from Marcus Mariota. And Mariota, they've been breaking down his career of number two overall pick. So highly talented guy. Lots Mm -hmm. of physical ability. Lots of physical ability. And had an opportunity. And if you look at the first few years of starting for Marcus Mariota, they weren't bad. I was uh, looking at his stats. Right, the Eagles. That was like when Chip Kelly made that move to the Eagles and they took, was it Mariota? Mariota was with the Titans to start his career. He was with the Titans to start right out the gate? Yep. Okay. I don't know who I'm thinking of. I feel like the Eagles had taken a player from Chip uh, Kelly's. Nick Foles was with the Eagles when Chip Kelly was head coach. Right, so. and, Ch- and Nick Foles well, was. I, I mean, I yeah. know Mariota was with the Titans. So he got his start there. He 19, first year as a starter, 62% completion percentage, 2,800 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Year two, uh, 62% completion percentage, 3,400 yards, 26 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. The team went 8-7. and seven. Like, that feels like. Somewhere in the middle there could be Jordan Love this season. And Mariota caught, caught a lot of bad breaks. He had a lot of scores of starting uh, games last year even. I think he 
won maybe two of the five close games he played. Now, he got benched mostly because the team is out of the playoff picture, and then they went to Desmond Ritter because like we're, we're out of it. You're on a one-year deal. Right. we got to see what we have in a rookie. So that's circumstances. And that's where Mariota's fate is now. But with the Titans, he had a real opportunity. And he had it for a little bit, but when the league started figuring him out, and he just wasn't it. Because I think of like Mitch Trubisky, all the talent physically in the world. Uh, Jamarcus Russell, that's a different story. Obviously, a ton of talent. But Jameis, same draft of Marcus Mariota. Uh, Jameis Winston, same thing. Ton of talent. Right. It's up here in the head. The things you don't know until the games start. The teammates don't know. The coaching staff doesn't know. The fans don't know. until Not only one game, Matt. Like if Jordan Love goes out there and is terrible in week one, or even week th- first three weeks, it's still not a story that's written. And I think we need to remember that now. Right. And the reverse, if he goes out, because you have to see how the whole year goes. As teams prep for them and they get more mm-hmm. tape on him, it's going to be a give and take throughout the year. And at the end of the year, you'll have a, a fully baked picture of what Jordan Love is and what he could be. But you're excited because Rasul Douglas is excited about Jordan Love's <laughs> physical ability, which I have never, I guess I never even questioned. I thought he could play in the NFL physically. He's not. Some guy they scraped up off the street. It's oh, not sure. Tom Brady. Like, look at this guy. Can he even make NFL throws? I mean, Jordan <laughs> Love was a first round pick for a reason. It's usually the physical ability. Well, let's hear from Azul. He good though. Like he can make every throw. He can make it. Like I don't see it. Far. Yeah, I don't see it. He, yo, he last used to hit us in the pocket with like no looks. Everything, everything. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, so he got he got it all in his game. It's just whatever he want to do, he could do. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Mm-hmm. So there's that cut there. I think at some other point he said he doesn't know if he's going to be good. Is that uh, the other part that Rasul yeah, said? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one. But like just off that alone, mm-hmm. I think the excitement is it's not necessarily that he can do it. Like like you said, like he's the number one draft pick. We, sh- we know he's physically capable. It's nice to see it when your defense is saying it because he's actually playing defense up against it. So it's not quite game speed. But you've seen it. But like, it that's is. just my question. Like you've seen it, and you know he's I mean, not yeah, top I mean, tier. I mean, I've seen I've seen Jordan Love make good throws, absolutely. And yeah. we've, and, but this is a guy who's literally seen it as much as anybody else. See, I think this is, is just why you that's being like excited. A little bit encouraging. This it's is just than a. Saying, this is a nothing burger with cheese, yeah. as opposed to the nothing burger you've been getting. Yeah. So you got thirty. You had to pay thirty cents more to get this nothing burger with cheese. But I'm into it, and I love cheese because it's different. You'll it be is. Yes. Yeah, so like, I I was. Pretty overhearing. Jordan Love is a great leader. He's a good guy. We'd run through a wall for Jordan Love. Like that's great. I'm glad that he's commanding the locker room and they have his respect because that's going to be essential to a, to a young team being able to overcome a lot of these obstacles that they're going to have by being really raw. But to have like a teammate, and again, a teammate who's been a good corner in this league for a couple years now on the Packers. Throwing out some love, saying that not only is he a good guy, I'm watching him make these throws. Well, let's I've hear, seen it. Let's hear Melvin Gordon, who was on with me, and you can listen back. Uh, Wisconsin, the man, Apple, Spotify, and those great places. Me and Brad Norman did the State of the Badgers. Melvin Gordon was out for the Vibes uh, golf tournament. Here's him talking about Patrick Mahomes, who was around for like a week or two at the end of the season. Everybody got their own thing that they're good at. This dude, Pat, was like, and I'll tell people, like, he wowed me like once a week. And it's hard to wow me. Like, I had, you know, I had Philip Rivers for a long time, so that's kind of was like the standard for me. I walked in to, like, a Hall of Famer. And then I would see dude at practice, and I just I just look, like, look back at the trainers, and they just had a hand phone to be like, <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be like, bro, like, he's not supposed to be able to do some of that stuff. Like, 
And so he goes on to say that he, he saw him close his eyes and throw passes when they practiced together in Dallas, too, and doing some workouts. Like, that, to me, is a Big Mac with cheese and French fries and a full-value meal of description. <laughs> Forget even that. That is a detailed description of Patrick Mahomes and the next level he has. And my whole point is, it could very well be true, but nothing that Douglas said changed my opinion about Love just because I never questioned one bit Jordan Love's physical ability to play quarterback. Right. One, because it almost never matters. Like, look at Drew Brees. I was talking to Dare and Melvin about um, Bryce Young, and I asked them about his size, and so it doesn't matter. Like, if he, he just has got to keep himself, he just can't take a big hit. But otherwise, right. like, that won't matter. Like, the, even the arms, like, they, mm-hmm. they talked about Drew Brees. Like, the physical, well, I was talking to two guys uh, at, uh, on Saturday who played in the NFL, so physical is a cherry on top but it's not the deciding factor. And for me, I never won... So I want to ask you this, Matt, before we get anything else. Did you ever at all worry about Jordan Love's ability to physically compete in the NFL and make the throws he needed to make? No. And So that's why I call this... Like, I'll give you a nothing burger with cheese because it's different, but it's still a nothing burger because all it was Sewell saying is he's affirming what you believe, which was that Jordan Love was already physically capable of playing in the NFL. Well, I think he's also saying that like I'm playing defense against... In a similar sense... To Melvin, maybe not in the same way he's getting wowed by Patrick Mahomes, but he's saying, I'm going out and playing against Jordan Love, and he's making throws that, like, I'm, like, he's making all of the different throws. The, the misdirects, he's making whatever, like, variety of throws, I'm not a quarterback, that there are. Razul Douglas has seen it in, in our but guy. Again, we saw all this, Matt. I guess no, that's but, why I don't understand. Like, we all saw Jordan be able to make the throws needed to be make, made in the NFL. The I problems mean, with Jordan Love we when we saw, saw him play, even in the preseason or the NFL or any other times, is that he makes bad decisions or he's inaccurate at times in the games. So we've seen him. I get it. I'd be more excited, mm-hmm. I guess, if I were you, if you hadn't seen it before. So I just, I don't mean to tell you, you're not wrong. We have seen a lot of it. So like you've seen, any news is good but, news. It's, a, it's, it's, it's nice to hear something when really all, I mean, practice when all you have is, you know, eight quarters of football as far as tape on a guy. Yeah. You, you, you got to rely a little bit on practice. I feel you because you. I, I don't I'm mean this in a mean at. way. You're desperate for anything to give you any sort of hope. I get it. And I don't mean that and, in a bad and, way. And I want. I do want to feel like I have a realist view on what I think the Packers' record is going to be. I want to feel more optimistic with Jordan Love, and this is the first time that someone went out and said, especially a teammate who went out and said something about what he's actually doing as opposed to his leadership role. And like again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but like. What else? We are different types of fans. He though, is Matt. a leader, and but and we are two different I'm types of fans. I'm glad that we got an and there because I all. need to see it. I don't oh. need to hear it from anyone. I don't need to hear it from Von Miller when he says, "I got a lot of respect for Justin Fields," and this is Von Miller who doesn't play with Justin Fields. This is after he played Justin Fields. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to rush for a thousand yards. He's reading, and if it's not there, he's gone. That's what you should do. That's what he is going to do. There's a skill set there. He might be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL when it's all said and done. I don't take any I don't that doesn't get me I would love that if somebody said that about Jordan Love, See, like I, a Von Miller. I would like that if someone's I hope someone says it about Justin Fields after this year. Because again, he said all the physical tools and he can run and he can throw and all that. I still don't get excited because it's all just talk. And there's other quotes people building up Justin Fields. It's still, to me, just talk. So I don't get excited about talk, whether it's from a player on the team or an opposing player. So I'll hold myself to the same standard. I'm not, a, you've never heard me up here praising Justin Fields as anything but an exciting prospect. Right. And. 
And I think no matter that's what, all we're trying to do with Jordan Love, but we're trying but to you're just really get more excitement trust. around you just, you're, the prospect. Here's the thing. It is July 24th, uh-huh. and we are all desperate. It's like the unofficial start of football season now. Yeah. We're all desperate for real things. We mm-hmm. haven't seen real things. Uh, we haven't heard bad things. We haven't heard great things about so Jordan Love. are you Lovett? saying that this is, because this is different, I'm in, in making it real? Like, You're since just, I'm so desperate for something, we're all just, that just because I do have a little bit of change here in front of me, I'm looking at it, it as has real a little, it has a little, it has a little vibe of Amari Rodgers in the best physical shape of his life. There's a little vibe. <laughs> I am little, so here for that, though. I'm not saying you should be. He might have been. They just would probably I'm just trying utilize. to help you protect your feelings, Matt. That's all. We all fall guilty of it. But I'm just saying it has very much a similar vibe to Amari Rodgers in the best shape of his life. The That's only physical, protecting right? my feelings need is the protecting of Jordan Love from the offensive line. Because if they do that, my feelings will be just fine. So, <laughs> Ryan Walsh, I'm on our side of the glass. Ryan, where, where, does, does this give off Amari Rodgers vibes? I wouldn't say it's quite Amari <laughs> Rodgers vibes. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty strong, Jim. But I do agree with you that a teammate of his saying this is nice, but it's another thing when you hear it from guys like Von Miller, guys from outside of the organization showing the respect for a player like this. Like but did you ever question, again, and I never did, the physical ability. And I'm not sure uh, Jordan Love, I don't know if Jordan Love has or doesn't have the mental ability, but for me, for a quarterback, physical, like that's just a given. He can figure it out. Right, he's a first-round pick. Yeah. He never really showed me like the super arm strength that a guy like Mahomes or Josh Allen has Or had, Aaron but, had, but you don't need it. But he can air it out. He can yeah. air it out down the field. Like You're never going to worry about that. It's just... Can he layer in those throws? Can he like throw it past a corner? Who knows? I mean, according to Russell Douglas, he's throwing all these no-look passes in practice. So, I don't know. We'll see. And again, I did text the guys earlier. I'm like, look, I didn't have to look hard to dig up uh, articles talking about how Mitch Trubisky's slinging it in practice and he's super fast and way faster than the players expected and, and him throwing the ball down the field and his, his arm strength blew away some of the players. But I only say that in the idea that we just we're all going to find out together. I have. Oh, he totally. might be. He might be the next Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he might be the next Marcus Mariota, or he might be the next Mitch Trubisky, or he might be the next. I think. Give me a bum quarterback, Sam Darnold. Again, Sam Darnold, <laughs> first round pick. Trey Lance can't stay on the field. First round pick. The first round pick honestly means bupkis. Like it means nothing because Mac Jones, great, now trash. Now nobody wants Mac Jones. Josh and, Rosen. Josh Rosen. There's a. A long line, yeah. and Mac might turn it around, but like there's a long list of quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins, as I'm watching this, the RG3 was drafted in the same draft as him. Cousins was a fourth rounder, RG3, first rounder. I mean, James Winston, same draft as Mariota, Marcus Mariota. I mean, you could run down the list wow. of quarterbacks because we just don't know, and we won't know until the lights turn on. And the first thing, if I'm evaluating Jordan Love and I'm an expert at bad quarterback play, I just want to see him look like he's not peeing his pants. Because Mitch Trubisky always looked like a scared little cat back there. Like, just bouncing around, never looked settled. Like, his feet weren't settled, never looked calm. Those things you see as a fan. Right. And you hope it works itself out. Jordan Love doesn't have that kind of time because he's been around for a while. He can't look like a scared cat, in a, in a, like, a, like a cat trapped in a box. Like, he has to be cool, calm, and collected. And now all of a sudden you can feel like, well, maybe the rest will come as it goes along. So, we are asking a question because Matt is excited. Now, I think, of Matt, it's just because... You've been in the desert of football, and you've gotten, and we're all guilty it's been of it. Forty days, and you haven't gotten a nice glass of water. Yeah, and now this glass of water is not only a glass of water it has ice in it. Yeah, and you are, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying this has some Amari Rogers vibes, and I, Jordan Love could still turn out to be great. But I want to ask this: 
844-770-3776. Is Rasul Douglas comments something or nothing? That is our first Iron Jock poll question. And again, Matt, uh, we have exciting stuff coming out. I think the show will be at the Greater Madison Golf Show brought to you by Coors Light. It'll be at Lake Windsor Country Club from noon until 8 this Friday and on this Saturday. Uh, golf merchandise for sale, golf ball and putter fitting stations, driving range. Plus, you'll get a free round of golf at Old Hickory Golf Club and Christmas Mountain Village. Go to ROYLEGolfshows.com. That's ROYLEGolfshows.com to get a ticket. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. I can't tell you yes or no. I want to let him prove his own and make his own way because I know when he was going in, it, like there was no game plan for him. Like everybody game plan for the last 20 years was we playing A-Rod. Yeah, A-Rod so this right. is what we're going to do with A-Rod. So I said, even when he got in and he did his thing, I said. And it takes a song to come. It's Rasul Douglas talking about Jordan Love. And I think Jordan Love is the biggest question for the Green Bay Packers, which I think can be exciting, Matt Hamilton. Yeah. Because. For the first time, now I do think fans are having this weird moment where being excited about something new with Jordan Love is somehow has to be tied to tearing down Aaron Rodgers. And like I have to talk to my kids about this. It's like you don't have to build something up by tearing something down. Mm-hmm. And it is insane to me, and this is the part I will push back on heavily, to truly think that Jordan Love will outperform, and I don't mean statistically, maybe that happens, but outperforms Aaron Rodgers to the eye test and statistically next season is, to me, an incredibly reckless statement. As Wildey said earlier today, Rodgers was 6-10 and 10 his first year as a starter, mm-hmm. and he obviously uh, had viewed at more talented because he was viewed as initially maybe a first number one overall pick. But setting all that aside, I think what you're going to get out of Jordan Love is... I think you should be happy with it. If you get adequate quarterback play with looks like it's trending up, to get something that's better than Aaron Rodgers, you like it just seems like people are sticking their head in their stands to what a veteran quarterback, let alone uh, uh, he was a fringe pro bowler last year and Rodgers was. And the year before that, he was an MVP. And what he brings just as a regular veteran quarterback will put to shame anything Jordan Love can bring as a, as a true, well, essentially rookie starting quarterback. Right. And that's the part I don't get. I mean, it's... I, I agree with you. I feel like there is this like kind of weird. If you're a fan of Aaron Rodgers, you're not really a fan of the Packers. There's this weird like disconnect there. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I I do think that Jordan Love this year it commands the locker room in a better way than Aaron Rodgers did last year. Like Aaron Rodgers obviously commanded the locker room, but I think it was a little bit out of like fear. Where I think now, I think a lot of these guys are like, feel like it. We're in it together. Like, I think they want to do this. this is to like, help Jordan Love be a winner, as opposed to like, there's God and here's the rest of us. We yeah, need to reach well, his standards. This I'm, one's more like Jordan's one of us. Let's try to do it for Jordan. Yeah, I'm thinking like you look. They look at Rogers, and you, that's the the general that sits in the office and calls out the plays and stuff. Where Jordan Love is like in the trenches with us, and I think that's just the difference as far as like owning the locker room. Aaron Rodgers 
as veteran as he was last year and all of the knowledge that he has, I don't think he brought all of that to the table. All he really brought was his ability to play football. I okay, don't think pause, he brought pause. much of that extra stuff. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We're asking you: Is Rasul Douglas saying Jordan Love can make all the throws, something or nothing? Right now, fifty seven percent of you say nothing. And I'll say this: with the the Rogers thing, you're in that huddle, yes. and you're down fourteen points to the the Bears. Like the, I think okay. it was a fourteen three, whatever the Packers were at Soldier Field. Jordan or Aaron Rodgers is a highly decorated right. general on that field with For you. Sure. That has the pelts on the wall to spare. <laughs> and so sure. when Aaron comes in there and says, we're going to go win this, and we're going to do it one play at a time, you don't blink for a no, second yeah, it's going to happen. You're buying that. When Jordan says that, you're going to be like, what do you know? Like, even in the back, <laughs> you're like, not really, you're but... You're probably like, okay. <laughs> I think we can't, like, there's yeah. something to be said of, like, too young and dumb to realize you can't, but, like, I get what you're saying. I would buy it more of, like, this idea that Aaron was aloof and was not the, as great a leader as he could have been, absolutely. Yes. And there was, but there was still this, like, this is the guy who, I mean, th- that oh, describes Michael Jordan. Totally. Like, there, as nobody, a leader, Michael nobody, Jordan was not as some hands-on leader. Nobody questioned, the like, his ability to win. Yeah, the Bulls weren't and, better and, when and Jordan even left. even if you don't like him, if we follow what he wants to do, there's a good chance we're going to win. Like, that was there's totally a different there. vibe in this I'm locker saying, room. Yeah, this but yes. locker room is like, Exactly what you can. I would say absolute best case scenario. Maybe we can't, but we can. Or best case scenario for leadership side of things for me would be it's a wash. And I don't think it'll be that because I think it's just going to be different. That when you have agreed, it's going to be a totally different. But it's also going to be different. The idea that when you have Aaron back there, and you are one score games, I'm going to be a lot more nervous this year. But like, but the players too, they went out and almost pulled off the impossible because they believed they could because they had Aaron Rodgers. No disrespect. I'll say it for any. You're not believing that with Kirk Cousins. You're not believing that with Jared Goff. You're not believing that with Justin Fields. You're not believing that with Jordan Love. There's like one of three guys in the league when the Packers season looked like it was over that thought you could run the table and get to the playoffs. Right. And Aaron was one of them. And you don't have that anymore. And I think it's just important to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. That you can be excited about Jordan Love, but also acknowledge it is a massively high bar for Jordan Love to reach what Aaron Rodgers meant completely even last season with the Packers. It's it's going to be a tough sledding for Jordan Love, but and I'm not saying it's, I, it's an exciting time for it. That you should be excited and about. And I am excited to see where this goes because it's it's going to set the Packers up for the future. We either got the quarterback of the future, or we get to look forward to drafting the next one. Right? Like, yep. Something's going to come of this. Joel and Madison chimes in. Douglas does have a good perspective, but he isn't going to say like Jordan Love sucks. I hope. <laughs> True. <laughs> I also hear hope. Uh, he sucks at Jim's voice, like all Bears fans. Julie, you're projecting here. I honestly don't have any clue. Because here's the thing. I don't care. My hope is in Justin Fields is good. I don't care if Jordan Love is good if Justin Fields is good. That sounds like a lot of fun to have two good quarterbacks. They're not. I don't believe. Bring even though, some fire back to this Packers-Bears rivalry. Even though rivalry. my entire lifetime, it does feel like both teams can't have great quarterback play at the same time. I don't think that is required. Like maybe we could have our own Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes thing going on in the division. I mean, that would be a lot of fun. Travel buddies, they right. already yeah. visited the great city of Paris together. So I don't, I don't <laughs> care what Jordan Love does because I have hope here with Justin. Maybe it'd be different if we didn't have anyone. I have hope with Justin Fields. I don't right. know what he'll be, but I have my own guy to be focused on positively. What Jordan Love does is not necessarily 
make or break if Justin Fields is good too. So mm-hmm. I have something to root for with that. So Joel, maybe at a different time and Bears fans like window, but also like all I know is the Packers having a Hall of Fame quarterback. So this isn't going to break me because it would just be like the status quo. <laughs> all I'm saying is that it seems unlikely, almost I think I don't think it's ever happened that you're going to have a third straight Hall of Fame quarterback, especially when the regimes are different. True. It's, remember, Schneidman or not uh, uh, Gutekunst wanted. He wanted uh, Drew Locke. That's who he wanted. I think That's if, Drew, his, that was, if Drew Locke was in the right system, he could have been a Hall of Famer. <laughs> That's all, he can make every throw, I'll tell you that, for damn sure. <laughs> Drew Locke can sling that ball all over the field. Let's hear from Dari Gumbawale, who was also on uh, with me and Brad Norton, because he had some interesting takes on the transition, because he's seen it. And I think the whole I think the clip talks about all the quarterbacks he's played with. My rookie year, I was with Deshaun Watson. I was with Trevor Lawrence when he was a rookie. I'm now I'm with uh, C.J. Stroud as a rookie, and I get to see the difference in the prep and what they got to go through to go from being a college quarterback to an NFL quarterback, and the work they got to put in, the the different reads they got to learn. I mean, they it's really like learning a whole new position playing college football versus NFL quarterback, and it's it's really amazing. I mean, it's a tough position to play, and and the stuff that they got to go through, the mental gymnastics even before they snap the ball, is pretty amazing to get to see and, and seeing how. How these guys are learning how to do that at a fast pace. It's a tough position to play for sure. And I think Jordan is in front of some of his peers with that because he's been in the program for a while. Yeah. With this offense. But he still, now he's got to do it when everything's moving at the speed of NFL as opposed to speed of college. And when teams are trying to stop you and your skill set as opposed to we game plan against Aaron Rodgers, you're surprising us. We'll just kind of shell it and see what happens. Pressure, pressure. It's, I mean, the Chiefs obviously game plan against Jordan Love, and well, kind of. They don't know what Jordan Love was. Well, they had true, seen a play, but ever. they probably were in the mindset like, we don't necessarily have to drop our DB, our yes. safeties back. We yeah. can make them prove it. Yeah. Um. So like, and obviously, the the coaches went out and said that it wasn't a good game plan. But I love that Jordan Love said that he. Can't expect to play like that and win football games. Like, he owned it. He owned that it wasn't his best football game. But he's going to have to expect defenses to play for him. Granted, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're a good team. And they know how to play defense. And they know how to get into absolute shootouts with other I, I don't know that team. There were some teams Mahomes was on that had defenses that couldn't hang. I, don't, I honestly I know, don't know And that I'm not defense. saying that the, the team was good, but, like, the Chiefs never really had terrible defenses. They were good enough to get to Super Bowls and NFC Championship games. Like, they have to be playable. But, I mean, like, Jordan was awful in that game. But, again, he that's was, one and game. He, t- he, took, he owned it for himself. But I do think the Chiefs did not throw out the Aaron Rodgers game plan. Like, they threw out what they knew about Jordan Love, and they're like, he's unknown. Let's sh- make him prove so that he can th- throw wanna, over us. I want to get into this a little bit. Maybe maybe it's tomorrow. But, like, do you, I think Jordan Love needs to play every snap in the preseason. Like his last preseason game against the 49ers, he threw three picks, and I know some of those were a little bit. But he was only thirteen to twenty-four. Like he needs a lot of reps. Like he has not looked anywhere close to good enough for me. If I'm a Packers fan, to be like, yeah, let's not play him. No, I want him playing as many, at least halftime in every game. He needs it. I think yeah. he needs it bad, and that's not a knock against him. You know, if you do have issues, whether it's smoke uh, or water damage or mold remediation or asbestos damage, uh, you need revive restoration. That's right. The, guy, the team at Revive Restoration has your back 24-7, 365 days a year. You can count on our friend Josh Duggan. He will point you in the right direction, get your business or your home back on track as fast as possible. Uh, and they 
promise to do it efficiently, professionally, and get it done as soon as possible. You can go to revivepros.com and check them out. Revive Restoration, 365-day coverage, 24-7. Check them out if you have an accident. Revive Restoration's for you. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. On a Monday here at the Everlight Solar Studios, ESPN Madison, downtown. Matt Hamilton here alongside Jim Rutledge, <laughs> kind of. Alongside <laughs> Jim Rutledge, who's in the bathroom? Is that what's happening? Uh, maybe. Ryan, that's Ryan Wolsheim running the ones and twos. Jimmy. Oh. What's up? How are you? How I'm are good. you? I'm good. Hydration is key. I don't know what we would have done with a dehydrated gym on this segment, so I appreciate well, you filling up. And I'd like to back point to out show. two things. One, this is my Carbon World Health water bottle. And yep. obviously, I work out at Carbon World Health. I uh, take some of my glutide to uh, keep your glutes tight. There you go. <laughs> uh, I am again hovering around 197, around 8% body fat, best shape of my life. You can have all those things happen for you. Go to carbonworldhealth.com. Uh, I reach out to Dr. Nestor Rodriguez, ask them about the six-week experience, ask them about semi-glutide. It's the game-changing, FDA-approved weight loss treatment you've seen people like Charles Barkley and other celebrities take. It's available to you. It's affordable, and it's best to be monitored by a doctor. Dr. Nestor Rodriguez can do that for you at Carbon Health. You pair it with a workout, and you're going to get amazing workout gains. Uh, again, Carbon Health, Rutledge and Hamilton. This is, we are presented by Coors Light. You can go to Carbon Health, ask them about the six-week experience, but... We are at a radio station, right, Matt? Yes. So I went and filled my water, and I was on time. But then one of our teammates, who we can go unnamed, stopped me as I was trying to walk back in and ask me a question. Classic. And that time frame, how late was I? Because it took about 25 seconds to, to about have, 25 a, seconds. have that interaction. I wouldn't even say 25. Probably 15. So I was 15. on time, and then, yeah, I was, I was pulled aside. That's so, all right. Yeah. I, I opened it up great. Oh, I know. You can handle <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> it was me, and Matt, me and Matt was, had right back and forth. Was it like, uh, what do we, is it X level? Was it Twitter? I don't, is it still Twitter anymore? I don't even know what we call it. Is it just a new logo for Twitter? I have no clue. Is it a new name? This, I just woke up this morning and I just see Wait, this what? X. You do not know about this, man? No. On Twitter? No. Just go to your Twitter and look what's in the top left corner right now. It's a giant, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't it. know if it's, it's like on a, the app yet, but it, on your desktop for sure. It's like here. Let me show you that right there in the corner where the bird used to be. Yeah. So here's what I don't understand. They're called tweets because there's a bird logo and it's called Twitter and you tweet and a bird tweets and you Twitter and the whole point of it is it's a bird app but a tweet is the sound a bird makes. The hell is the X doing there? I don't understand what is happening. I do want to chime in on this eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Give me the worst rebranding things that you've ever seen. So I came up with like Crystal huh. Pepsi. Oh, okay. Yeah, so 844-770-3776. Some like rebranding or fresh brand ideas that you that just missed. Uh, 844-770-3776. Crystal Pepsi is definitely, I think, really high on the list. It could be a logo change. It could be one of those things too. But Crystal Pepsi, pretty dang high on the list. Okay, so in the Pepsi vein, uh, I think there was one called like Pepsi Blue. 
There was like a I blue Pepsi for a little bit. Yeah, well, you're a young kid. This is when I was like, I remember scraping together change at the house. And Pepsi Blue, down. a Man berry Hamilton. flavored soft drink produced by PepsiCo. Wait, did you say the year? 2002 to 2004. Nice. Yeah. So I would have been like t- 10. It was discontinued 12, 19 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So Pepsi Blue is one that was just bad. Uh, I was going to say the Denver Broncos. Their new logo, their new uniforms, ever since, basically after they won the Super Bowl and Elway retired, they busted out these new uniforms. I've hated them forever. So we have the Yard Possum from Lake Mills chiming in with when Coca-Cola tried to change their recipe. I don't know if that's the same as New Coke or Coke 2, but like those were also so the, and big misses. New Coke. Okay. It is New Coke. And the only reason they did that is so they could bring back Coke Classic and t- just print money. That was all a marketing scheme, by the way. It was like intentional that we are going to screw up Coke, and then we are going to bring back Coke Classic and just make a killing. Okay. That, well, I did not know that. I remember this one. This was a really bad sandwich from McDonald's called the Arch Deluxe, and they tried to make, like, they had the cheeseburger, they had the Big Mac, they had a quarter pounder and they tried to make this other sandwich that had like lettuce and onion and tomato and like some weird bacon piece and cheese and a couple different like a secret sauce it was a more sophisticated adult sandwich there with like a secret mustard mayo sauce and had a bacon on it it was big whiff big whiff there from mcdonald's uh we have rob and madison 844-770-3776 rob what's a big miss well don't you gotta say the cleveland guardians number one yeah, they're not as bad as the Marquette Gold. So do like, do we do you know the, the well, thing the Guardians number two? What's that? What was number two? The Washington Commanders. <laughs> yes, Commanders as well because Honestly, I liked football team better. Right, and I think Commanders and I think Gold were good ones. And I don't, I get what you're saying with the Guardians, but the Guardians, Matt, you can, I know the story yeah, down it. You there, can share it. There is a reason behind the Guardians. It's there's a bunch of bridges that. Uh, get you into downtown Cleveland, and they all have these like guardians on the bridges. So they're they're called the guardians of the city. Um, so that's the reference, and that's actually why the logo looks the way it does. It's actually like one of those stanchions in a in a bridge that's traversing a river. So uh, it's got some meaning, which I do. I'm glad that they just didn't pick like guardians out of a hat. Yeah, Bob, Rob, thanks for the call. For the yeah. Call. Marquette Gold, I think, is the worst in sports. Not because they moved away from the Warriors. That's fine. I understand that. But you went from the Warriors to Gold? Like They, they got it right the third time when they went Golden Eagles. What is but it? Th- Madison West is the per-Golders. Right, but I mean, <laughs> that, that was also like their thing. Like, yeah, you we're went from the Marquette Gold, so we're the right. per-Golders. But you went from Marquette Warriors to Marquette Gold. Like you, It was like you're waiting for something out like Gold what? And then they figured out Golden Eagles. Like yeah. that was one year; it was an abject disaster. Golden Eagles is fine. <laughs> like it's nothing wrong with Golden Eagles. Uh, as I roll down this list here of other things that were big misses here, oh, there was Wow Chips from the Pringles folks, and they, um, wow. at, that was with Olestra, which is actually a laxative, but that was like their big chip, and like their big chip that big remember the big Olestra kick. And Pringles did their yeah. own chip, and it had the Lester in it, which they found out later Lester is a, a laxative. Oh, I guess wow. I remember that, but I didn't know that that was, like, real. I thought it was just, like, a joke behind Pringles. No. Oh, wow. So, obviously, the, this team ran with it for a while, but can we all agree that that, that 
rebrand to the M with the little wheat under it that the Brewers did from the oh, classic yeah. oh, MB yeah. was a massive whiff. I still think and they we, should go back. And we sat there and just like ate that cereal that someone peed in for like a decade before we finally switched back. Hey now. Uh, the, I agree with that one. The Art Boston Lake Mills. terrible logo. <laughs> t- chimes in with the Madison Muskies. Again, I'm too. I'm not old enough to know. He said like, they were known as the Madison Muskies. They should have never had to change it. But the Madison Mallards, yeah. I think, are fine now. But everything in between, I get it. They would be like it'd be like changing it from the Madison Mallards now. Like that's right. what they're known as. That's what I kind of gathered from the Muskies is that they were around for a long time in Madison as the Madison Muskies. Yeah, I so, had no clue that was a thing. I uh, can't say. I definitely, have, I think the Mallards have done. The Mallards have been around for a long time, right? But I don't think they've done nights as like Muskies. Like they've that done an homage re-brand. to it before. They just recently did the Waddison Wallards this past weekend. <laughs> I don't go. know if that was a bad rebrand. Well, that's for good. a week and it's fine for like a day or two. Like yeah. you get new uniform stuff. I don't even remember this guy's Orbit's Bubble Soda. What? what? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a lava lamp type drink. It has like little bubbles in it, and they'll move up and down in the soda. <laughs> that sounds. That just sounds like gross. it's going to destroy. It your sounds insides. like something you would have bought with your Pepsi Blue. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I, as a kid, I certainly would buy that. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. In honor of Twitter's awful rebrand is X. Give us some more opportunities of things that were rebranded or just bad brands. Fruitopia, I think, is a dead brand. Is that still around? Fruitopia. Wait, that was like that a yeah, Fruitopia. It was like a Snapple knockoff. It smelt, Not even a. Was it spelt with two O's? Like fruit was spelt F R O O. No, F U F U U F R U I T O P I A. Oh, okay. I I think I do remember. Hearing it was from Coca Cola. Mm. It was a Minute Maid brand. It was successful, but it was definitely just like a knockoff of Snapple. And I think. Basically, when that fad died, it was discontinued in 2003. When that fad died, Snapple stayed and Fruitopia went. But for a while, it was back and forth between those two. Interesting. The uh, juice wars. Who knew? There you go. I mean, this, so any more out there, you can chime in on them again. Eight four four. How about lawn darts being rebranded as bags because it's safer? Oh, there's some bad. I'm just kidding. No, it's <laughs> not actually. No, they did discontinue long darts because they, they hurt people. But they, come on, just don't. Oh, they didn't don't get hit by the dart. There's some big car ones. The Pontiac Aztec. Oh, dude! First of all, the PT if it wasn't Cruiser. for Breaking Bad, the Pontiac Aztec <laughs> would be the bottom tier car that it truly, truly is. But. Walt drove it yeah. in Breaking Bad. It's a cool car, ipso facto. <laughs> let's talk about the rebrand they needed. No, let's be real. The Nissan Cube it, it, was the worst. Yes, I drove behind those the those other day, and I'm like, wild. And I was like, weird, like C-shaped yes. window. Yeah, I was Nissan behind Cube. one of those the other day on my way to over to Milwaukee here to play some golf, and I'm like, what is the point of this thing? It's not aerodynamic. It doesn't look big. It doesn't look cool. And this one was white. And I was like, it just looks like a marshmallow is driving on the road right now. What about what about the? I think it was a Pontiac, the Pontiac Prowler. Prowler, that's it cool had name. like two front wheels that looked like Indy cars. They were like separated by like the whole arm. You know what I mean? It it looked like a flying triangle with two wheels off the front. It was a wild looking car. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six in honor of. Twitter X or X, whatever they're recalling this rebrand of Twitter, give us some bad marketing uh, rebrands uh, or bad cars or brands you missed. Pontiac Aztec was one of the times, and it says right here, it may have been parked in Walter White's driveway, but the Aztec is wildly considered one of the ugliest cars ever made. Well, technically the Ford Pinto, yeah, not only was it a terrible car, like there's cases that it exploded when it got oh, rear-ended, but it wasn't worth settling Wait. the suit, so they just let it run. Tiger oh. Tiger Woods endorsed 
He was the brand ambassador, spokesperson for Pontiac Aztec. No way. Yes, and in that year they still only guess sold. What? He never got a car crash in that. They in still, Aztec. yeah, they still never <laughs> sold. Their highest sales ever for the Aztec was twenty-seven thousand cars in one year. That's it. Massive. <laughs> That's honestly. Like, <laughs> the, the car was ahead of its time. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, it was like the original. It was like the idea that everybody that made the the Tesla Cybertruck was like, let's just sleek up an Aztec. PT Cruisers are pretty bad. I don't think they'll oh, make those, those anymore. Because that took those like the old cool. What was the like kind of like Woody Wagon? Yeah, kind of like cars? it took yeah. that and basically. Ca- like it made it like a capitalist version of it. Like here's something neat and cool. And Let's commercialize you, it and mass produce it, and now it's trash. But the customizations they had for it, like you could buy. I had one friend who had their dad had bought the wood paneling <laughs> for the side, and oh then literally every piece that could be chromed out, he had chromed. So like uh, the part that separates the windows from the front and back window, like the door handle, all the trim on the window, the grill, like literally anything that could have a chrome car, part. My, my dad had. That cool. car too. It was like all plastic. Yeah, it was I mean, like it was maroon like, with yeah. a plastic wood grain yes, finish. That's my dad had. And like I don't think he had the chrome. chrome. It was. I don't think he had the chrome. So cool. No, it was, tr- oh <laughs> it was trash. Oh my At the time in 2007, that was that was cool beans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't last long, but it was popular for a minute. <laughs> my friend had a PT Cruiser in high school, and then he didn't have those level of customizations. Because but it was like handed down to him, oh, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And because he was so embarrassed, he tried to make it as cool as he could. He just put a giant Jordan logo in the back windshield. <laughs> and it was covered the entire back windshield. That was the only... It was the only accessory <laughs> put on it, and it just made it worse somehow. Uh, PT Cruiser kind of does look like a Jordan 3 silhouette, so I'll give it that. <laughs> um, a little chunky, a little, little bit of extra stuff where there shouldn't be. A <laughs> little more than a little chunky. <laughs> uh, one thing that, Matt, we agree on is a great brand, and that's our good friends at Iron Jock. That's right. Iron Jock's got silver ion technology. That's going to make sure you're feeling fresh and smelling fresh as long as you own the garment. We love Wisconsin-based companies, and Iron Jock, sure enough, Wisconsin-based company. If you are looking for something that you can wear out to a cookout, maybe in the gym, maybe out on the golf course, Iron Jock's got your back. You can go online to ironjockjoc.com and get some of Wisconsin's finest athletic apparel. That's ironjock.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Oh, don't get stressed, it's gonna get figured out. conversation that Dana Stoughton chimes in. The segue was so bad, the inventor of it drove it off a cliff. I'll take your word for that. It was bad. He was talking about your transition to my live read. It was good. <laughs> you might have driven it off a cliff, but I gave it to you good. So one of the things that uh, I think the segue, one, it is dorky, but it did suffer from, it got just brutalized, what Paul Blart Mall Cop, obviously super dorky, yeah, and then, and then and, uh, they started Arrested the, Development. And they, they did all the tours. Yeah. Like, but, you could yeah, go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And this was like pre-scooter thing, so you just take like a Segway tour and pop your bike helmet on and follow some right. guide. But like, I never did it. Honestly, always wanted to ride a Segway. But it got murdered pop culture. Got uh, Bluth, Blouth uh, from Arrested Development. Like mm-hmm. he, uh, then I think Michael Scott had it for a little bit. Like it, like I think he had one for like a day, or it was definitely in the office at some level. Like it was such a dorky thing, the Segway, uh, that I, I just think that it got killed on a 
a level pop culture wise. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. And another one here, and I want to know if anyone actually had this, was the ESPN phone. Now, did you know about this, Ryan? <laughs> I have heard of this. Oh, I've only heard it in legend. I believe I was too young at the time. So to the really ESPN know about it. mobile service built specifically for sports fans. You had to pay $300 for the phone. Back then, that was a lot to pay for a phone. Yeah. Then a monthly subscription between $65 and $225 a month to get scores, game cast, ESPN.com content and more. The company invested more than $150 million including a Super Bowl ad in an effort to get people who watch SportsCenter to carry it in their pocket. ESPN shut it down less than a year after the launch. Insiders though say it helped the company succeed in the mobile world because that was a flop they did have the right idea and the iPhone was what was finally ended up killing it. Was that the iPhone was just a better version of it? But ESPN was in front of its time for it. It just didn't have the technology right. to match it where people could afford it. But it was an Man, interesting I, thing. If I could pay two hundred dollars a month to get all the sports I want at my fingertips, <laughs> so did Steve Jobs just rip off ESPN? Well, no, because happened? ESPN was very specific to have just, just sports. Yeah, yeah so else. they were like, Steve Jobs is like. Maybe it should do everything. How about music? You yeah. know that thing that everyone likes. Right. Let's turn my iPod into a phone. Two th- yeah, and turn two thousand songs into your pocket. Yeah. It's not, so it's we'll continue to take your calls on bad. You know, basically rebrands. Thanks to glass. Is that a thing? Yeah, there was like they're like augmented reality. They're like glasses, and you'd put them on, and it would show you like. Oh yeah, the glass. Like, yeah, maybe it shows you like a distance to something, or it could like recognize stuff, or you could do a video and watch it, but still see what you're doing. Like Mission Impossible glasses. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Is uh, Meta? It's not a rebrand, but do people actually use the Meta glasses and all that kind of stuff, or is that? I still don't know what Meta is. I don't know. Being either. honest, I don't well, know. I, I just assume it's it. it's Facebook bought a bunch of stuff and didn't want to be called Facebook for all the other things. But they no, own. there's like yeah. some sort of so, metaverse thing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. like connect. Yeah. The, yeah, it's like the, the Sims. VR. Right? Like, yeah, it's like just it, going to like virtual reality Sims. Isn't that yeah. what it is, basically? Well, I think that's like an idea behind part of it. I'm sure it's a lot bigger than living the Sims. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to believe that it's bigger than just that. I don't know. I, it might just be the Sims. They're literally trying to make like quantum computers in this world. You think this guy's like... I want the Sims, but I want to be in okay, the person. Okay, a roller coaster. In the Sims. We have Come established on. this over and over again. <laughs> Billionaires are smart at one thing, not everything, and so <laughs> making money. Right? No, they're they created one great thing. Yeah. Some of them, some of them just inherit money and buy other things that other people create it and call it their own, and then ruin it by putting an X on it. But like otherwise, <laughs> you you are smart at one thing, but it doesn't mean you're smart at everything. Like Zuckerberg. I wouldn't want him like running good karma, like a media company, like a sports media company, but can he have this really creepy app with all these invasive advertising things in there? Yeah, absolutely. He did yeah, really good at that. Can he steal someone else's idea and monetize it as his own because he's a tech guy? Absolutely. But do I want him... Do I think he understands where people want to go socially? No. I think he <laughs> thinks the idea of putting on glasses and living in some sort of metaverse sounds nice to him. But I think that missed... <laughs> Yeah. Like the actual general public. Yeah, but it may have led to like what? I think Apple, a lot of these bad ideas lead to other things. I think Apple's got these glasses that are coming out in a year where basically you can have an immersive, like you can watch a football game right. with like surround sound and the screen basically like in front of your eyes. Still dorky, but like that's functional. Right. Like if I could just sit home, like I'm not sitting there with my glasses on if my family's home, but if I could just sit home and just like have the game on yeah. and like have it feel like I'm living it. 
and you know, I couldn't, and you know, maybe you can't get to Lambo because you know pocket tickets right. are hard to get, and you can have that feeling without freezing. That could be really game changing. Yeah, I, they but I think the Google the glasses went to Meta, and to, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, now it's leading like towards a that camera. You can sit on the ice and watch us play. Yeah, so right Apple's in your now, little VR. Stuff. Yeah, so Apple's making it so like everything you watch will be like that. It's like 4K was strange until now. Everything's 4K, right? So some three, of it hits. What about those 3D TVs, though? Those never hit. No, oh, no, they didn't. But again, it, but My that's uncle the, bought one. And they no. were pretty neat. I had one. I watched like, Avatar yeah. again and again. On they the were. It's it's too bad they didn't hit because they were pretty neat. Oh well. It might finally hit again now with this. If people, are, you ha- again, putting things on your face, I think is the big miss. Yeah, and no so one maybe, wants to. Maybe Apple get it because I would imagine if you have this on your face, the 3D. Would make more sense, but again, it's not social. I think still we talk about concerts. Yeah, a lot of times you're watching a movie. It's social. Having these glasses on your face is not social. If you're trying to watch a movie with your wife, you're not going to sit there next to Jen and just have these monster like cyclops that have glasses <laughs> on your face. And you can't Netflix and chill like that, Matt. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you got to sync it up. Right, right. Yeah, Matt. What are it's you watching start- in there? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, the same thing you are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. That's what I'd be watching. (laughs) Tell us about the bush you love from our good friends at Olsen Tune. That's right. So the Olsen Tune people, they got my yard looking great again. I was was starting to go by the wayside. There was weeds that I didn't know were weeds, plants growing where they shouldn't be. They got me all squared away, and they can help you to any sort of outdoor living need, large or small, small business or house or whatever. They got your back. For, since 1997, they have been around the Madison area, and in their design team, they have over 50 years of experience. It's making them one of Wisconsin, Southern Wisconsin's largest design and outdoor landscaping living firms. You can go online and get your next home project started today at OlsonTune.com. We'll talk some more Packers on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.